Beyond Blue's BU initiative is a professional resource package that helps you support young people towards better mental health and wellbeing, so they grow up understanding there's no health without mental health. Join today at bu.edu.au. Today we are talking to Professor Joy Demusi. She's the President of the Australian Academy of the Humanities and Professor of History at University of Melbourne. Joy, why and how do you think we got to this, what could be called a low point in the humanities in terms of funding and focus? Well, I think um, there's a fairly uh, direct and easy answer to that, Wade, and that is summed up in one word, really, and that is disinvestment. A disinvestment over a considerable period of time. And I think that's disinvestment by universities, by the higher ed sector more generally. Uh, so, you know, when you start taking... When that becomes a pattern, you can feel the impact of that over mm -hmm. the short and long term. So I think this is often a function of institutional decision-making where what we see is an emphasis on the short term rather than taking a long-term view really of the knowledge base and the capability that uh, Australia needs nationally. And I think what this points to is um, in universities, humanities are valued really only insofar as they bring in students, and that's a short-term goal, um, bring in students, bring in funding, but that beyond that, um, there's not really... We have seen a decline in sort of commitment and um, policy really is, you know, in a longer term about the humanities and what contribution they make mm -hmm. to um, to the country. So I think we could sum it up by disinvestment and also looking at the short-term benefit of humanities, which is bringing in students um, to universities, but not developing, as far as we can see, a, a um, longer-term program that starts to fund... Uh, research and senior scholars and scholars working in the humanities more broadly. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think that dual issue, those dual issues of disinvestment and short-termism couple together to really bring about a situation we have today which is not a satisfactory one when we're looking at the long-term um, benefit to Australian economy and society. Sure. Do, do you think this investment, uh, disinvestment and... Uh, short-term outlook is is it ideological in the sense that do you think that humanities have been traditionally you know thought of as not as important as as, as stem-based subjects i don't think it's necessarily ideological i think it's more economic in other words universities are really putting money in where they're is money to be made, mm -hmm. and that is, um, you know, obviously in areas like medicine and engineering, and the, and the STEM areas, um, humanities don't command that level of return. Uh, financially, I think long term, the benefits are, are much more enduring actually than the immediate financial return of investing in in the STEM areas, okay. and we can talk about that. But I think I don't think it's necessarily ideological. I think it's where the universities that are at at the moment in terms of their budgeting and their finance, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we're not seeing an investment in, you know, has, has areas um, because 
there's not an immediate return to universities uh, other than students and, and, and perhaps, you know, postgraduates as well. But even there, it's a fairly limited and minimal return. So I think universities see it as a, a, a necessary part of what they do to be a, um, you know, a, a broad university. Um, but uh, beyond that, I, I, we don't see evidence of... Uh, increased funding or prioritising funding in the humanities area, returns are limited, and um, the, the focus seems to be elsewhere. Okay. Uh, are we unique in, in uh, relation to the uh, other Western countries in terms of, you know, this lack of funding and focus at the moment? I think I think way to be fa- fair to say that uh, countries such as Sweden, Canada, the US, Germany, France, Europe have a far more sophisticated approach to uh, research priority setting. And here in Australia, we have a very outdated science and research priority framework. Mm -hmm. So uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, Globally, I think we are way, way back uh, when we benchmark in other countries about the level investment and the priorities that those countries are putting in, in the Hass area in terms of uh, future development. So the difference is, I think, considering humanities not just as important. I mean, we all probably can acknowledge that there's an importance in understanding mm-hmm. humanities and offering them, but actually taking the next leap up that humanities offers social and economic value to society and are a fundamental, make a fundamental contribution to culture and society and well-being and and actually economically as well. So I think internationally countries that appreciate that, uh, that understand that, are investing more in the Hass area, um, way above Australia's investments in it, both in terms of infrastructure but also in terms of um, identifying the skill set that humanities bring that are unique. Mm -hmm. So definitely I see that. Um, And I guess the other area where there's been value put on um, the Hass area is in social inclusion and well-being. Mm-hmm. So you can look at the economics of it and the importance and, and contribution of the skill set of humanities, but also in broader questions of society around social inclusion and well-being are fundamentally addressed by the humanities. And I think other countries have appreciated that, particularly in the UK. A lot of programs have been structured around those two principles, which Australia has yet to do. Right. And are you concerned by what Australia might stand to lose in those social, cultural and economic areas if, if we don't uh, you know, reconsider the importance we're placing on humanities? Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, and definitely, Wade, this is our platform. This is why we've put together this platform of eight fundamental principles, because we believe that humanities are central to the development of a skill set for the future. Uh, we all know that AI is about to implode and explode, mm-hmm. if it hasn't already, uh, in certain globally, and the skills around the humanities that um, uh, that we train our students around critical and creative thinking, communication, collaboration, mm-hmm. ethics uh, are really areas that are higher order skills that really are not imparted through the STEM. I mean, there's elements of those, but uh, we know that in the disciplines, um, you know, of the humanities, uh, these are really important skills that, that we nurture and develop. Um, uh, so that's 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 the one uh, that's one big big issue I think, and that's increasingly coming to the fore with reviews and assessments and and more reports about the impact of uh, 
tasks that are becoming more and more automated and the emphasis being put onto these sorts of skills around mm -hmm. synthesis, articulating complex ideas, judgments and so on. Sure. So that's the first sort of area. The, one, the other one is um, there's lots of studies done looking at the direct correlation between social cohesion and economic growth and coming back to social inclusion and so on. Um, and that issue, and there's been quite a bit of discussion around that. Um, and, and probably the third point I'd like to just highlight here is one of our points in our um, eight-port plan, and that is building language capacity, mm -hmm. um, you know, international engagement. It's, <clears throat> we live in a global world. Critical. We're international, we're mm. transnational. It's fundamental that we build our language capacity in this country in, in, in the short and longer term. Um, without that, I think Australia's going to suffer dramatically economically in terms of a whole range of areas, you know, in terms of productivity, but also just just being an international player in research, in workplace, in anything, innovation, um, without that language capacity, I think it's fundamentally problematic. So there's some areas I think we can map uh, uh, really directly in terms of looking at the impact it's going to have if we don't start to address some of these issues. Professor Demusi, thank you for speaking with Campus Review today. Thank you, Wade. It's been a pleasure.